Hello and welcome to the Point of Care podcast. Today's episode is on respiratory distress, running a rapid response. When you first walk into the room, get a general impression. Look for the patient's mental status and see whether or not they're in acute distress. Look for tachypnea and increased work of breathing. Things that can tip you off include nasal flaring, retraction, tripoding, and cyanosis. You should be asking yourself, is this patient protecting their airway? Also get a sense of their current oxygenation. What are they currently hooked up to? Does it seem like they're getting better? Do you need to intubate emergently? And is this patient at risk of coding due to hypoxia? For your initial stabilization, if the patient is non-responsive, check their pulse and start the ACLS algorithm if they don't have one. Figure out whether or not you need to intubate if they're not responsive and they're not protecting their airway. If the patient's hypoxic and staying down, put them on a non-rebreather at FiO2 of 100%. This should get them up and give you a little bit of time to think about what's going on. If you get an ABG and the PaO2 is less than 60 despite being on non-rebreather or high-flow nasal cannula, you should be thinking about next steps, including intubation. If the patient's hypercarbic with a PaCO2 of greater than 45, put them on BiPAP to temporize them before deciding whether or not you think they need to be intubated. If they're acidotic with a pH of less than 7.25 and you're concerned that this is being driven by a metabolic acidosis and the patient's having trouble blowing off the CO2, they might tire themselves out and this might also be an indication for needing mechanical intubation. If the patient has a trach or is intubated, call out airway rapid response if anything gets dislodged and think about suctioning to remove plugs. If the patient has hemoptysis that's getting in the way of their airway, if it's minimal, less than 30 milliliters, it's okay to observe. If it's massive and life-threatening, suction, lie the patient down on the side of the suspected bleed. If they're not protecting their airway, intubate them immediately. Transfuse is needed and stabilize them otherwise. Think about correcting their coagulopathy Get iPulm involved if the patient's unstable to consider temporizing with a balloon or electrocautery. IR might be needed to do an embolization, and you might need a CTA to localize the source of the bleed. You do not end up dying from exsanguination if you're bleeding from a pulmonary source. Instead, you die from asphyxiation, and this is notably different from a bleed from a varices in a patient with cirrhosis. As an intake and assessment, you should get a sense of what the acute complaint is for this patient and why they're in the hospital. What's their baseline respiratory status and what was the acuity of the change? Get a sense of what their relevant comorbidities are, especially if you're gonna be moving on and considering intubation. Get a sense of what happened that day and whether any major changes, were there any procedures, new meds, and is it possible that the patient aspirated? Get a sense of the current access and also understand what the code status is. Has the patient been intubated before and what is their preference for intubation? Also get a sense of who their decision makers are that you'll need to be calling in the case that that's going to happen. On exam, have a sense of their vitals. Look at their hemodynamics, their oxygenation, and their respiratory rate. Listen to their lungs. Check for wheezing, crackles, absent air sounds, or signs of overload, including an increased JVP or edema. On POCUS, you can look for B lines, which can suggest interstitial edema, the lack of lung sliding, which suggests a pneumothorax, RV strain, 
which might suggest a PE or worsening pulmonary hypertension, and a plump IVC, which can suggest overload. Red flags that might push you towards an early intubation includes altered mental status, pooling secretions, hemoptysis, and respiratory distress. For a workup, starting usually with an ABG or a VBG, and if the PaO2 is less than 60, as we mentioned, despite some of your initial measures, get them on high flow nasal cannula to the ICU and consider intubation. If the PaCO2 is greater than 45, put them on BiPAP, get them to the ICU if it doesn't improve. And also if the pH is less than 7.25 and the process is not rapidly reversible, that should also be a consideration for intubation. You should get a stat chest x-ray and look for an infiltrate, which could suggest a new pneumonia or aspiration, looking for interstitial edema, which could suggest heart failure or flash, lobar collapse and atelectasis, which could be due to plugging, and looking for a pneumothorax. When people say that you send off rainbow labs, what they mean is sending off different colored tubes, and that can mean a CBC, a CMP, a lactate, and if you're worried about an underlying cardiac etiology or overload, you can consider a troponin and an NT proBNP. You should also get an EKG if there's chest pain or you haven't figured out any other etiology. For your differential for hypoxia, which again is a PaO2 less than 60 and is caused by poor oxygenation, be thinking about pneumonia or aspiration, in which case you should get antibiotics started. Think about pulmonary edema from congestive heart failure or flash, and in these cases you can do CPAP or diurese the patient and also address their hypertension if it's present. Think about plugging, obstruction, or lobar collapse. Things you can do for this include chest physiotherapy, mucolytics, and consider eye palm for a bronch. If you're in the ICU and the patient is intubated, it might be easier to access this and get the plugs out. Think about pneumothorax. If the patient is unstable, do a needle decompression and stat page thoracic surgery for chest tube placement. If there's a pleural effusion, diurese the patient and consider a thoracentesis when the patient is better stabilized. Think about a PE. You'll need to confirm this with a stat CTPE. Consider starting Lovenox if there's no contraindications and you have a very high suspicion. You can also do POCUS to check for RV strain. For pulmonary hypertension, if they know the patient, call the pulmonary hypertension team, consider gentle fluid, and get an echo. For the differential of hypercarbia, which again is PaCO2 over 60, which is caused by poor ventilation, you should be thinking about COPD or asthma, especially if the patient has an underlying diagnosis. You can treat this with BiPAP, nebulizers, steroids, and in some situations, antibiotics. If you're worried that the patient has taken opioids or is overdosed, you can give Narcan every two minutes based on their response. If you're concerned about altered mental status or a stroke, you can call a stroke alert and get a head CT. If you're worried about acidosis from either sepsis, DKA, or something else, or respiratory muscle fatigue, you can consider a bicarb infusion or pushes, and you can intubate the patient, but really what you need to do is treat the underlying presumed etiology. Other things you should keep on the differential include MI or ACS, in which case you go down the ACS pathway, loading with aspirin, giving a torvastatin, considering nitrates and a heparin drip and a beta blocker if the patient isn't in shock. Also worry about anaphylaxis, in which case you give epinephrine IM every 5 to 15 minutes as needed, IV betadryl, albuterol, and potentially methylpred. And also be thinking about panic attacks or psychiatric etiologies, in which case benzos may be the most valuable. That's all for this episode. Check out pointofcaremedicine.com to see the templates we discussed, as well as pearls, 
literature, and links to other resources.